My name is Sharon Clark. I want to start off in full transparency and say that I am not a professor, a biblical scholar, a pastor, a bishop, a psychiatrist, or a licensed counselor, but I am a Christian and have been so for six years, who has lived for a time on this earth and experienced some things. I'm continuing to experience some things. I've gleaned insights on some things that I pray will begin to enable those who have found time to listen to this material to get freedom of some things. In other words, gain deliverance of some things, which is not a one-time event, but a lifelong process and requires work on our part. I may not know where you are in your life, but the information that will be relayed is designed to enable us, I say us because I'm still a work in progress, to start the journey, if you haven't done so already, of getting free of hurts, habits, dysfunctional behaviors, and repeated negative patterns in our lives that could be keeping you stagnant, disappointed, sick, and grieved. In the process, my prayer is also, if you haven't done so already, to accept that there is assistance you can receive, if you wish, from the help of the one true God into your heart through a relationship with a divine being known as Jesus the Christ. Episode 1 My Testimony My deliverance journey began shortly before I got married in the summer of 2011. It continues to this day. It was the summer of 2011 before attending a Christ-centered program called Celebrate Recovery, otherwise known as CR, through my local church. I had a dream one night that I saw Jesus the Christ. He was dressed in white and looking at me intensely, but never said anything. I knew it was him because it felt so real and my heart confirmed it. The dream ended abruptly. When I awoke, I was very, very disturbed. What did this mean? I had never had a dream like this before or since that night. Shortly after the dream, it was suggested that my husband and I embark on this program. I cannot speak for my husband, but I really didn't think it was something that I personally needed. I didn't think I had some of the major issues that most people had and thought that I had done enough work on myself spiritually through the various types of self-help initiatives that are in the world, most notably through an organisation that I was a part of 
called the Ancient and Mystical Order of the Rosicruci, also known as the Rosicrucian Order. I was a member for three years and was taught the Order's metaphysical and mystical subject matter. I never told anyone of my affiliation with the organisation. Although I was open to do more work on myself, I had told myself that this would be a fine-tuning exercise that I would control. Or so I thought. I wasn't prepared on the first night of CR for the amount of disclosure about oneself that the programme required and wanted to flee. My heart was literally in my mouth. You see, I'm a private person. I don't discuss my personal business with people I don't know. And to be honest, I don't really discuss it too much with people I do know. In my experience, people cannot really be trusted. And the only person you can really trust is yourself. I learnt this growing up in the UK in a militaristic home environment where my father ruled the roost, which was ruled in a climate of fear. He always said that people could never be trusted and never to trust anyone. After being assured of the confidentiality requirements in the CR programme and the need for people to be themselves, I did proceed with the programme. As time went on in the small group I was in, I realised that I struggled in familiar areas of control, wanting to do it all, trust, trusting myself and no one else, not even God, and disconnecting emotionally from people when hurt as if they didn't exist. For me, it had become an art form and was easy to do. But the most fundamental issue that I had, which is the basis of why Christians call themselves Christians, was resisting to name Jesus Christ Lord. Why should he be called Lord, I said to myself. He is not God. Isn't God Lord? You see, everyone else in my group had no problem claiming him Lord, but I did. I was raised in the Roman Catholic tradition and as a child, I never really read the Bible as I didn't understand it and didn't understand many of the practices of Catholicism. I literally felt disconnected from the Roman Catholic Church. I had no comprehension of what it really meant to be a Christian. For me, Christianity was a religion, a box that was ticked to define one's belief system. I thought I understood God and could comprehend his relevance. Jesus, however, was a mystery to me. I didn't really understand him because I didn't know him. I considered myself a Christian, but realised it was in name only. Upon this realisation, I initially thought I would just keep my mouth shut and say as little as possible in the sessions, the small groups that I was in, as I was embarrassed. Unfortunately, that was to my detriment as a war ensued and began to rage in my heart, mind and spirit, which also transpired in my dream life where I was fighting things I could not see. Initially, I refused to share how much of an impact it had on me as I didn't think it warranted being shared with my small group, my leaders or my sponsor because other people had more pressing problems than me. I didn't have a problem. 
And I told myself that I should think about others who are suffering more in this world. After all, I do have a sensitivity to these things as opposed to this foolish theological issue I needed to prove. So I took the focus off myself and thought about the suffering of others. On the surface, although this act appeared empathetic, in hindsight it was dangerous as I wasn't prepared for the magnitude of darkness that apprehended me and almost crippled me emotionally. I was cornered. My lack of proper disclosure and with regards to my own demons was keeping my issues hidden and suppressed. I discovered during that time that the battle for our souls was real, was persistent, was fervent and had no regard to how big or small one's demons were. At this point, I did communicate with one of my group leaders who could sense I was struggling And she gave me the tools to help. A war, as far as I was concerned, had taken place in my mind, in my heart, in my life that I could not see, that I could sense was happening spiritually in an invisible sense. I thought the devil or Satan was made up, a concoction created by organised religion to not take responsibility over our very lives. I didn't know that it was a war in some invisible world going on or that it could be fought. The initial weapon, i.e. the word of God known as a sword, was imparted to me and all I can say is that a fire was lit in my spirit. However, it was not over as a continual attack on my heart, mind and spirit during my waking state continued to reign, mistrust, doubts, fears, hurts, until I undertook a spiritual inventory, which is a list of all of my hurts and hang-ups that I had from when I was a child that I was required to note down as part of the program and to discuss with a trusted person who's called a sponsor. In addition to my personal prayer session, It was suggested during these times of the program that I refer to the book of John outlined in the Holy Bible to dispel the mystery I had surrounding Jesus and Christianity generally. In the book of John, Jesus himself explains who he is. So John, the book of John, chapter 5, verses 19 to 23 says, Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. Whoever does not honour the son does not honour the father who sent him. This revelation hit me like a ton of bricks, and by now is obvious to you all that my missing link was my relationship with Jesus, the Christ, and the dream that I mentioned at the beginning where I saw the Lord and Saviour was a sign for me to get to know him on an intimate and personal level, as I had no prior relationship with him. This was literally a miraculous intervention from God. This relationship had to be established to secure my connection to God, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour in my heart. With my Christianity somewhat restored, I knew I had to get rooted in God's word outlined in the Holy Bible, 
And the programme, CR, challenged me further when as individuals we were required to make amends for people we have hurt and forgive those who have hurt us. I had no problem with making amends but struggled with forgiveness, with things that people had done to me to deliberately hurt me. How can one forgive someone whose sole intent is to deliberately and decidedly bring about destructive forces in one's life? This challenged me to my core and my notions of what it really meant to be a Christian, so much so that I awoke early one morning as I couldn't sleep. To help me sleep, I had turned to a Christian-inspired book, which naturally fell on the page of forgiveness. It outlined what forgiveness was and what it was not. It wasn't about liking the person or trusting them or being some sort of doormat, but freeing oneself from the prison of the past and present pain, instilling boundaries around oneself and one's heart, and taking back the power that comes from having peace, internal peace. Although this area was not forced on me, which I am thankful for, it did require guidance from God, which I am grateful for. Upon consulting in prayer with God, I was guided to the book of Romans outlined in the Holy Bible. The words in that book were like a sword to my spirit, piercing the veil of my understanding. Particular verses which left an impression on, on me and still do are the following. The book of Romans chapter 12 verses 17 to 21 says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Same book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 29 says, And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by God's Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Finally, the book of Romans again, chapter 12, verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So what I discovered in that painful moment is that to forgive or even claim to be an authentic Christian, it is our heart condition which is the true measure of our growth in Christ. Although I still have my struggles, I am learning to let go of my stuff and allow God, through a relationship with Jesus Christ, to be in control of my life and also to guard and guide my heart in working through those struggles. There is still much work to be done in me and a need for me to be constantly vigilant. So after the Celebrate Recovery program ended, I eventually felt led to lead a group of women for two years in a row. After the completion of the first year, I have to admit it went really well, but I was plagued with extreme fear, thoughts of death for my loved ones and could not sleep for around three months. I thought I had literally lost my mind and would probably need to be committed into a mental home. I was crawling around my bedroom like a dog, living in fear, hiding, afraid of my own shadow. And I could see 
entities without bodies that wanted me dead. I didn't share too much about this experience when I went to church, but did briefly share with one of the leaders there that I was suffering from anxiety. I didn't even share about the extent of my state. I was then given the word of God to assist with whatever I was going through and encouraged to believe in the word of God. As much as I tried to believe the word of God outlined in the word of God, in the Holy Bible, it wasn't working. I still struggled. I still was seeing entities without physical bodies that wanted me dead. In the end, I did a search on Google and tried to find entries that could explain this unfortunate state I was in. All of a sudden, I was presented with a manual called Spiritual Warfare by Bern Sampano from Oral Roberts University. Spiritual Warfare, a term that I had not really come across before. Or maybe I had, but I didn't know what it meant and how one was supposed to fight spiritually. What did that even mean? I began to consume the words in the manual, which was the word of God and the teachings in it like food and began to see some of the anxiety, the sleep deprivation begin to shift. And I haven't looked back since. The purpose of this testimony is to show you that despite doing the CR program and even leading it for a time, I had issues. I had attacks. I had some setbacks. I had some challenges. And these things occur. And this is the war that is being advanced against us in the invisible sense. And I share this to prove to you that I have not arrived and certainly not a finished work since more work needs to be done in me. And of course, there is more for me to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, when you begin to accept Jesus, the Christ in your heart, and have a relationship with him, this is not about religion. You will come to realize that we cannot be ignorant of the fact that there are strategies, plans, agendas, orchestrated by evil, invisible beings, whose sole aim is to steal our joy, our peace, kill our dreams, our relationships, and bring about a destruction in our lives. The only way these works can be resisted or challenged is through turning away from our own fleshly ways and accepting what Christ did on the cross in our hearts. Then continually enforcing and applying and submitting to the word of God as outlined in the Holy Bible when we are faced with such challenges. So I share this with others to bring awareness and begin an awakening to these things. So in review for episode one, number one, the path that I am on began when I had a personal, authentic encounter with Jesus Christ in a dream. Number two, in order for the true deliverance process to begin, one must accept Jesus Christ into one's heart and make him Lord and Saviour so that one may be reconciled and be in relationship with the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The book of John, 1 John 3, 8 says, this is the reason why the Son of God appeared, i.e. Jesus Christ, 
which was to destroy the works of the devil. This means we have been given assistance through the works of Jesus Christ outlined in the Holy Bible. Number three, deliverance is not a one-time event, but a lifelong process. And finally, number four, we must continually read, apply, submit, and enforce the word of God in our lives, over our families and the nations to secure our deliverance. And we're going to get into a little more detail in future episodes.